that. All right, as we think about this Christmas season, as we enter into a time where we look around uh, all around us and we see decorations, we see mangers, we see the, uh, the Christmas trees, and in the Christmas season, we desire to celebrate Christ. He is the reason for the season. And for much of the world, they, they know who Christ is, but they have not ever developed a relationship with him. He is a person that they know came, but he's not their savior. But for those that are believers, Christmas should be different. Christmas should be, Brother Chris, I am echoing up here on the platform, so if you can help me with that. When we think about Christmas for the believer, it's about Christ. In the world, Christmas is about giving. Christmas is about receiving. And, uh, and, and I am all for receiving. Amen. No, I, for giving as well. But we, we enjoy that part of Christmas but Christmas isn't about us having presents. Christmas is not about having decorations. Christmas is not about having family over. Christmas is not about the parties and the events that surround this season. It's about Christ. And we should be celebrating Christ. When we think about this child who, who came, uh, this, this uh, uh, little child who was born of a virgin, uh, this child who was not only man, but God. This Christ child who John will point to a little over 30 years later and say, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. This Christ child, who the shepherds are going to come, and uh, this child to whom the angels will sing, this child to whom uh, the magi will come and bring gifts, it's about him. It's about Emmanuel, God with us. And so Christmas, we think about this, and we're going to have a series the next few weeks on the light of the world. And Jesus is the light of the world. He's the light of the world. And when we look at this passage of Scripture, and let's look again at it, if you would, uh, in John chapter number 1, verse number 1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. We think about what Christ has done, and He goes on, and He says, And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus 
is the light of the world. He's the light of the world. Now, how many of you, when you were younger, you were afraid of the dark? All right. How many of you are still afraid of the dark? <laughs> uh, it sort of depends on the situation, doesn't it? Uh, there have been a few times that all of a sudden it was dark and I heard something that's like, okay, what's, what's that? All of a sudden, uh, you can become fearful of what's, what you can't see. And, and light is so refreshing. There's just something about light that it brings comfort, light, gives the ability to truly see. And Christ came into this world, a world of darkness, a world he knew was going to reject him, and he came anyway. The light of the world. And so this morning, we are, we are going to look at not only, not really on the light side this morning, we're going to be looking at the incarnation. The incarnation. Because if we don't get Christ right, we can't get anything right. If we don't get Christ right in our faith, our faith will not be solid. We can understand, when I got saved, I knew very little about Christ. I knew that I was a sinner, and I deserved to go to hell, and Jesus died on the cross so I wouldn't have to go to hell, but that was about all that I knew about Christ. But the Christian life should be built on what God has revealed to us. And the doctrine of Christ is vital for our growth. So Christmas, as we think about Christ is the reason for the season, and we can have all these little, uh, these little uh, uh, statements, these pithy statements that we throw out, and we can know these things, but if they're just a jingle, it doesn't make a difference. So this morning, we're going to look at the incarnation of Christ. Christ, God becoming man. God becoming man. And let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for these that are here this morning. And I do pray that you would help each of us uh, to know you better. Help us to have a better understanding of who you are and your coming. Help our faith to be strengthened because we've been here. And so uh, help us this morning, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. So this, this incarnation uh, of God, uh, I was studying and, and, and I've got uh, eight pages of handwritten notes and I've got nine pages of type notes and my wife was telling me, you got to dial it down, you got to dial it down. Uh, don't try to give all of that uh, this morning. But when we look at the incarnation of Christ, uh, we, they, we have a lot to look at. We have a lot to be able to understand uh, about who Christ is. And when we study the person of Christ, we have to go farther back than to a manger 2,000 years ago. If we're going to have an understanding of Christ, uh, we've got to, not only do we have to go back uh, 2,000 years and farther back than that, we have to go beyond creation. Because we look at the manifestation of God to man. 
And so we're going to look at several things this morning. This uh, first five verses of John sum up uh, who Christ is. And uh, you could go through here, uh, quickly go down to verse number 10. I I love this whole passage. Uh, The Bible says, he was in the world and the world was made by him. Just stop and think about that for a second. I mean, when we think about who Christ was, uh, our faith in Christ, it was not just in a mere man. And so this morning, we're going to look at this. Uh, John Butler, uh, theologian, he gave a, a really good outline of this passage of Scripture. Uh, he said uh, it uh, was his relationship to God, his relationship to the galaxies, and his relationship to the gospel. Uh, John Butler is like uh, the ultimate when it comes to alliteration. This guy uh, can alliterate anything without uh, compromising uh, the truth. I mean, it's amazing uh, the insight that this guy had. Uh, But anyway, uh, my outline isn't near as alliterated as that. Uh, So this morning, I want to just get a glimpse uh, into the the doctrine of Christ, uh, who he is. Uh, Number one, I want you to see Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Now, when, when we look at Jesus being God, you say, well, well Pastor, I, I already know that. I've, I've heard that before. But there are people, there are religions, there are uh, direct people that are going to fight the fact that he was God. Uh, the, the Muslim uh, crowd, they believe that Jesus was a prophet. They do not believe that he was God. The Mormons believe that he was a good man, but they do not believe that Jesus is God. So when they say that uh, they are Christians, you cannot deny the Son and have the Father. Amen. So you cannot be a Christian if you deny who Jesus is. Jesus is God. If Jesus was a man, he could not save us from our sins because he would have a sin debt himself. Uh, so uh, we, we look at the incarnation. Jesus is God. In the beginning was the word. Now, when you think about the beginning, in the beginning, uh, that means that before uh, time, uh, before there was uh, anything, the beginning, uh, in the beginning, he already was. In the beginning uh, was the word. So Jesus, uh, this, just the very fact of the eternality of Jesus, uh, it reveals to us that, that he is uh, God. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Uh, so can we get those verses up there uh, while I'm going through those? All right. So when you look at that, uh, what do we see about word? We see that the word, word, is capital. Why is it capitalized? Because it's a proper name. It's a title. And so when we look at Jesus, what we find here is we see this word being used referencing referencing the person, the second person in the Trinity. And we're going to go here in a second. Uh, Go down to verse number 14. The Bible says, and the word was made flesh. 
The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, even uh, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And we see that the Word here is referencing God. Uh, it, is, it is a verse uh, that tells us uh, of, of God. So go to 1 John. Keep your place here in, in John chapter 1. Go to 1 John chapter number 5. 1 John chapter 5. Use your Bible. I know it's going to be up on the screen, but use your Bible. I want you to grab a hold of this. I want you to see this. We are looking at who Christ is. We are looking at who he is and, and why we see and sense that he is God. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is God. Uh, so John chapter, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7, the Bible says, For there are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, what are those next two words? The Word. Notice the capitalization and the Holy Ghost. What are the, what's that next little statement? And these three are one. What do we have? We have the Trinity. We have God the Father. We have God the Word. And we have God the Holy Ghost. Now, don't be afraid of the term Holy Ghost. All right, uh, and we, well, it's Holy Spirit, uh, well, he's, he's referenced as both. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so, uh, don't be afraid of these Bible words uh, and the ghosts. You say, well, I don't believe in ghosts. You believe in God. <laughs> All right. And so here, uh, he, he's manifesting himself. The three persons of the Godhead. Uh, the Unitarians will tell you that there is only one God. Uh, the JWs will tell you that there is not a trinity. They do not believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They do not believe that Jesus is God. Uh, and with that, uh, it, it uh, shows that they are not embracing the word of God. Uh, and because they, they could not use the Bible uh, to show their faith, they had to write their own. The New World Translation is, is their own book. Why? Because they could not look at what the Bible said about who Jesus was. And it line up with their teaching. But when we open up the word of God, we find that Jesus is the word. Uh, Jesus as the word uh, is God. Now, you say, well, pastor, uh, how does that tie in if he's word and he's Jesus? Or uh, we look in the Old Testament, uh, thou shalt call his name Emmanuel and uh, be God being with us. But he, the word, he, God, became man. He became flesh, uh, verse 14 of John 1, and, and he dwelt among us. Uh, so this is, uh, Jesus is God. He is the word. Now, Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, always was. We, we on the same page this morning? He always was, but he was not always here. So when we look at, at the Trinity, we have God the Father. We say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us God the Father, God the Word, and God the Holy Ghost. Now, the Word and Jesus are synonymous. So the second person of the Trinity is who was manifested himself down here on this earth. 
as Jesus, as a man. And so Jesus is God. Go to Hebrews chapter number one. I've got so many verses, uh, and we're not going to be able to go to them all unless you're willing to stay till two. Anybody ready to stay till two? I've got a few of you. All right. And so uh, we'll, uh, my wife didn't even raise her hand. Okay. Hebrews chapter number one, look at verse number three. Who being the brightness of his glory, notice this, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. Jesus is not just a good man. Jesus is God. He is God. We think about the Savior that has come. Jesus is the manifestation. God incarnate. God in the flesh. And so, uh, so God had made himself a man. Think about the humility of God the Father coming to be a man. Think about the, the grandeur of God. And Jesus, as he was here, he was all God and he was all man. But Jesus had no sin. Why? Because he was born of a virgin. The sin nature, Bible says that in Adam all die. The sin nature is passed down through the man. Just as is the, uh, the, the sex of a child is passed down through the man, so is the sin nature passed down through, through the men. If Jesus was born of Joseph and Mary, he would have had a sin nature. But he was born of a virgin. And at being born of a virgin, he did not have the identity of a man, of the man. He had the identity, the personhood of God. Amazing. So much there. We, we look at uh, studies that have been done just on the blood uh, and, and how that, that blood is, is passed down. A uh, whole other whole message unless you want to stay till five. Okay. And so, uh, so here when we look at this, we see that he, uh, as Jesus, being the brightness of his glory, and he, Jesus, was the express image of the Father. He was the express image of God while he was here. And when he, when he gave up the ghost, his life was not taken. He freely gave it. And he gave his life for the sins of the whole world. And when he said it is finished and he gave up the ghost, uh, he died. He went, to, say, he went uh, uh, to sit on the right hand uh, of the Father, of course, after the, uh, after the resurrection there. So, uh, but Jesus was not just a prophet. He is God. Uh, Jesus, number one, as we think about the, the celebration of who he is, number one, he is God. Number two, he is eternal. He is eternal. Jesus, as a man, had a span of about 33 and a half years. But that was just a manifestation of God to us. The re revelation of God to us. 
but he always was. Uh, in the beginning, John 1, 1 and 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. We go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse number 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so uh, we just see the eternal existence uh, of God as an attribute of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Word, uh, God the Holy Ghost. Uh, God always has been. Uh, you say, well, where did God come from? Uh, God is is the beginning. He is the beginning. And what he has revealed to us has been from the beginning. But we only know from the beginning of what God has given to us. And Jesus is the manifestation of God to the world. But he is God and he is eternal. Uh, the apostates deny the Trinity. Apostates. Heretics. Deny the Trinity. Now, don't get offended over that. How are we going to defend the faith if we're not willing to stand on what we believe? Well, I just, I just think we should just love everybody. I can love everybody and tell somebody they're wrong. You, you don't have, we don't have to be hateful about this, but the reality is we've got to stand on truth. And we're seeing a lack of willingness to stand on truth. Now we don't even know whether we're men or women. We don't know who to marry. Hello? And when we don't even, we can't even figure out basics we'll fall for anything and we we've got to grab a hold of this and stand you know we don't have to be hateful but we do have to stand on truth and and when we look at this the apostates they deny the trinity the deity of christ is a core teaching of scripture I've thought about doing this. I haven't done it yet. I wouldn't do it with my Bible. But I thought about grabbing maybe a perversion Bible and just start ripping sheets of it out and just throwing it in the message. The pastor, not telling you that it was a, not a Bible. Can you imagine if I started ripping pages out of a Bible and just started throwing them out? How many of you would be upset with that? Absolutely. But you know, when we decide we're not going to stand for truth, that's what we're doing. There's not the action in us ripping it out of our Bible for saying we don't believe it. One thing to hold up God's word and say, I believe it. This is God's word. And it is. But we've got, to, we've got to not only hold it, we've got to stand true to it. And so Jesus is the manifestation of God to the world. He is God. He is eternal. Uh, but when you deny Christ, you deny God. 
You deny Christ, you deny God. Uh, go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. 1 John 2, verse 22. 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, Revelation. So right to the end of the New Testament there. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. The Bible says, Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Now, the word Christ uh, is the word Messiah. Uh, Messiah was the promised one. Uh, he was God that was promised uh, to come. And so he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is what? Antichrist. Antichrist. That's pretty powerful statement. That's a pretty powerful accusation saying that somebody is antichrist. Uh, but that's what the Bible tells us. If somebody denies that Jesus is God, he's saying they are antichrist. I didn't write it, I'm just reading it. It says, he that, uh, who is a liar, but he, now, and notice that, who is a liar? If somebody says that Jesus is not God, uh, the, the, the Lord is saying, that person is a liar. They are a liar. Uh, does it mean that they don't believe it, or does it just mean that they are speaking an untruth? How many of you have spoken an untruth, but you believed it? The people that are saying lies, it doesn't mean that they, they are purposefully trying to lie to people. It just means that what they are saying is not right. What they are saying is not true. So who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Uh, Second John chapter, uh, Second John there, uh, just go over another page. Second John verse nine. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. Notice, the Lord is saying that when somebody comes promoting a doctrine other than the doctrine of Christ and that Jesus is God, the Mormons, uh, the Jehovah's Witness, God says, don't even bid them Godspeed. Don't invite them into your house. Uh, if you do, you bid them Godspeed. God says you're a partaker of their evil deeds. God says what they are doing is evil. Now, that's, that's not me. This, isn't, this is not 1 Carry 1 1. This is the Bible. This is the Bible that we say we believe. Amen. This is the Bible that that we say that we, ha we have learned about Christ and we are trusting for our eternal salvation based on what we know from the Bible about us going to heaven. We can't just take pieces of it. This is what the scripture teaches. So Jesus, number one, is God. Uh, Jesus, number two, is eternal. Uh, Jesus, number three, is creator. He is creator. He is creator. John 1, 3, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. 
Now, before New Testament, before uh, the coming of Christ, what was his name as God? Who's, who's, what was Jesus' name uh, before uh, he was born? The Word, right? The Word, okay? So without the Word, there was no creation. Go to Genesis chapter 1. This is good. Now, the delivery might not be great, but the Word is great. And, I, and I've made some of you mad already. And that's okay. I don't intend to make anybody mad. That's not my goal. But my goal is to tell us the truth. We've we've got to share the truth. And with that truth, truth is exclusive. Get that for a second. Everybody does not have truth. There's truth and there is error. This idea that says, well, I've got my truth. No, there's no such thing as your truth or my truth. There's either truth or there's error. You know what truth does? Truth exposes error. You know, we have no problem with truth being definite when it comes to to math. Ms. Brenna, she's a math major. Ms. Brenna, I just believe two plus two is five. That's my truth. I'm sorry? I am incorrect. You are incorrect. Uh, and, and so if I would turn that in as a test on a test, what would it get marked as? Does everybody agree with that? Well, what if I was sincere? If I was sincere, would that make it right? No. You know, we get all these feelings. We try to grab all these emotions and all these feelings and all these persons and personalities, and we try to bring them in. We have people that we know and love that believe differently. And I'm sorry that that's the case, but I'm not changing what I believe. You know why? Because that's what God said. Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. So go to Genesis chapter one. I'm excited about this. I'm almost done. I'm, I, I, I've got so much more, but we're gonna, we're gonna dial it in here. But he is before all things. We look at creation, and creation was by the word of God. Uh, and so uh, in Psalm 33, six, he said, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and the host of them uh, by the breath, uh, by the breath of his mouth. Think about that. Every Everything that was made was by the breath of God. It was his word. Jesus, the word, made flesh. He dwelt among us. So Genesis, I told you to go to Genesis chapter one. Look at verse number three. And God said. What is that? That is 
words. All right, so God said, the, the, the word uh, here is present. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Uh, verse six, and God said, let there be a firmament uh, of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Uh, John 1, 9, or Genesis 1, 9, and God said, uh, John 1, or Genesis 1, 11, and God said, verse number 14, and verse number 20, and verse 24, and verse 26, over and over and over again we have and God said Jesus the word became flesh God the word became flesh and his name is Jesus and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So when we come to Christmas and we come to a manger and we come to a cradle and a crib, we come to celebrate God coming to man. God becoming flesh. And Jesus as God came to this world to die, to pay our sin debt. He came to die so we wouldn't have to. Amen. You know, for the believer, I'm not going to die. This flesh will die, but as soon as Soon as I take my last breath, the Bible says I give unto them eternal life. Amen. Eternal life. That give, I give unto them eternal life. That is present tense. Right now I have present tense eternal life. And when I take my last breath here, my next breath is in heaven. I will pass from life to life. Those without Christ, they pass from life to death. And really, they go from death to death. Because without Christ, the Bible teaches us that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. There's already condemnation. And so, when we think about this, Jesus, God, the God in the flesh, he is the creator. Ephesians 3, 9, he says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. All things were created by him. Acts 2, verse 23, it says, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, uh, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. You know what? We have the determinate counsel. Who was that? The determinate counsel is God the Father, God the Word, and God the Holy Ghost. Determining that God the Word was going to be made flesh and come to this earth and that he was going to live and he was going to die to pay for the sins of mankind. 
in the sovereign plan of God. God didn't have to wonder what Adam was going to do in the garden. Before he ever created, he already had a plan. And it was according to what? It was according to the foreknowledge of God. The eternal God. Who knew? That eternal God knew that we would need a Savior. That eternal God knew that we would live today. And that Jesus Christ, whom we celebrate during the Christmas season, he is either our Savior or he will be our judge. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, there's not been a time where you've looked and said, you know what, I want to accept what Jesus Christ did. The great thing about his coming wasn't just that he was willing to come. The great thing about his coming that he was willing to die. And he was willing to die on that cross to pay that sin debt for us. The Bible says that in Adam all men die. And in Christ all men shall live. It's in him, the second Adam. It is in Christ that we have that hope of eternal life. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, salvation is easy for us. And I've had people say, oh, it's got to be harder than that. You mean that I just have to believe? Yep. You mean, you mean that, that all I have to do is, is believe and accept the Lord as my personal Savior, believing that Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross, he was buried and rose again? You mean if I believe that and I ask him to be my Savior, that I can be saved? Absolutely. That just seems too easy. We weren't there when he was dying on the cross. Cost wasn't easy. Cost was great. The receiving the gift is easy. Have you ever bought a very expensive gift for somebody for Christmas? Okay. You had to think about that individual. You had to earn the money. You had to save. You had to go to the store. That's enough sacrifice right there. Going shopping. And you went to the store and you purchased that gift and you take it home and you wrap it up and you present it. Who has the easy part? The receiver. The one that's giving the gift has the hard part. Salvation is not easy. Salvation cost Christ his life. But he died on that cross. Why? For God so loved the world. That's you. That's me. April 23rd, 1983, I accepted Christ as my Savior. I can go back in my mind to that time, that place. And I know that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Why? I have that confidence. 
I know that I have accepted Christ. If you can't, you might not remember the day. The reason I remember the day is because somebody pointed it out to me and said, don't forget this. This is a special day. If somebody didn't tell me what my birthday was, I wouldn't know. Somebody had, when we were born, we, we weren't looking at a calendar. Somebody had to tell me. And you might not know the day, but something as great as salvation cannot happen without you knowing it. If you're going to be, if you are a child of God, it's because you by faith have accepted him as your savior. If you've not done that, then you need to trust Christ. Make that decision. Trust him today. May Christmas season be the day where you really have that, you establish that relationship with Christ. If you're already a believer, then what we've said about Christ should have just, it should have solidified your faith. It shouldn't have made you mad. I've had people, I've knocked on their door. Hey, we're out from the church, just wanted to give you an invitation. I got my own church, slam. And I'm thinking, boy, your church has done a lot for you. (laughs) If somebody knocked on my door to share the gospel, I would be ecstatic. Thinking, wow, somebody else is out there telling people about Christ. And when someone preaches about Christ, someone shows us what God says about who he is, It shouldn't make us upset. It should cause us to love him a little bit more. It should cause our understanding of our faith to grow. The incarnation of Christ. The doctrine of Christ. So much to look at a wonderful Savior. And how could we infinite or finite individuals understand an infinite God? We can open up his word and we can take what we can glean from it and we can understand who he is based on what he has given us. So Jesus incarnate, God in the flesh. Now, is this Jesus your savior? If he's not, accept him. This this Jesus, let's share him with others so they can know that they're on their way to heaven. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for being such a wonderful God. Thank you for coming to this earth and being willing to come in the form of man. And we, we, we praise you this morning for that. Uh, but then, Lord, we do ask that you would help us uh, to be able to uh, share uh, your goodness and share our faith with others. Uh, help us to understand who you are. And, Lord, uh, understanding that you are God, you are the creator, you are eternal. Uh, as a child of God, it should cause me to submit my life to serve you. And I pray that that would be the case. And Lord, if there's one here today that does not know you, I pray today would be the day that they'd put their faith in you. Speak to hearts for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's-